0: Hello, everyone. I'm Reverend Carla, and welcome to Spirituality Matters. And now I invite you to settle in to that space between here where I am and there where you are. And let us be reminded that the Holy transcends our physical bodies, and our time together is just as sacred and meaningful as if we were sitting beside one another. Okay, so let's get started. Today's podcast is entitled When Darkness Comes, Embracing the Wisdom of the Autumn Equinox. Now, this will get posted a few days after the autumn equinox in the northern hemisphere, but it's still meaningful. And the wisdom and the energy that this season carries will take us through to the winter solstice. So I hope you'll pause and consider the seasons as they change. They're more than just the first day of summer, the first day of spring. Um, they teach us something. And I think if we pause and, and consider that, then it helps us in our develop our spirituality and our connection to Earth. So let's talk about today's podcast then. So each year I share a uh, writing around the time of the autumn equinox. um, And I usually repeat that writing because it's so meaningful to me. Um, And this one I wrote several years ago. I I updated a little bit whenever I I get ready to post it. But I love the story so much that when I consider the content, I just think, oh, this is going to work. I don't do that very often. I'm, I'm a very prolific writer, and um, I'm, I don't mind to invest time into offering you things that are in my blog and the podcast and all the stuff I, I post online for you to, to freely to give you for your spiritual journey. But I just love this writing. And I think the reason it is, is because uh, we're going to dive into this a little bit during the podcast is talking about the seasons of a woman's life. And I think there's space for this today in this podcast, because even if you're not a gendered woman and you do not identify as female, then there's still wisdom for you. Because sometimes when we are companioning people who identify as women, then this energy is available to them, but you are also impacted by it. So I think that there's things that we can all learn from this. So just to give you a little context, um, I grew up in a very small town in Southern Indiana, where not only did everyone know everybody else, um, you were likely related to them. And it very much was my case because both my father and my mother's side lived there. So not only did I have my grandparents um, on both sides, except my my grandmother, one of my grandmothers lived in Kentucky, Um, I had my great grandmothers and my great grandmothers lived within 10 miles, I think it was like even eight miles from me. So I have real vivid memories of them. And I remember attending their funerals and being very sad about that because they impacted my life uh, greatly. And so this memory that I share in the blog is about my um, going back to that community in my 40s. This is what I wanted to do for my birthday. There was a A community flower planting day planting bulbs in this in the fall that would bloom in the spring and they were inviting volunteers to come in and plant and I just wanted to go plant the flowers so I invited my mom along and we went down and we planted flowers we had lunch and then on my way home I went to the graves of my great grandmothers and I went it, I noticed this shift in me, I, I, I was, I was just observing, it was almost a, very much a spiritual moment, when you know that you are observing your emotions and things that you that's happening to you, then you realize that that is a, a monumental shift. Because often, oftentimes, you hear spiritual teachers will talk about how important it is that we don't own our emotions. We see, we observe the, the things that are happening as if we are looking at them so that we can look at the context in which they arrive, what's happened in our lives that have, a, that have uh, created the, the response to our experience. And that's what I was having here. It's like, wow, this is such a different experience for me, because up until that time, I wanted loud, I wanted loud birthdays, I wanted, uh, you know, gifts and dancing and and gatherings and things like that. Nothing wrong with that. If that's you, be you. Remember, this is my story. I'm just sharing this that in the fort in my 40s, this started to shift for me. I didn't want that anymore. And, it, and so even like my big monumental birthdays, my 50th and my 60th, I just wanted away. I went silence. And again, that's my experience. But here I was in the 40s it, with my fingers covered in dirt as I'm planting these flowers, knowing I'm going to go spend time at my great grandmother's graves and wondering what this is all about. And so then it wasn't it wasn't at that time that I was so aware of the stages that people go through. It's not just, it's just not people who are female that go through these stages. It's also men can go through them as well, but it's obviously a different kind of, of energy. But you'll often hear um, wisdom keepers talk about the, the maiden, the motherhood, and the crone years for a woman. And what I didn't realize at the time is that I was answering the call of the crone. And if you haven't studied that, I'll put a link in the research notes so you can go study that yourself. But why this is important to understand is because as we move through these stages, our roles change. And sometimes if we're, if we don't embrace these changes in our lives, we also will exist in conflict. So we don't have time to go through all of them. But at answering the call of the crone is where I want to spend time as well, because even as Um, time has moved on, the wisdom and the value and the significance, the spiritual significance, especially of the crone has changed. Our ancestors would have honored the crone energy in their presence. They often saw women who had now um, bore their children, raised them, moved beyond that, but had that energy that was all taken into Nurturing a family has now gone into a different kind of wisdom showing up. They often talk without being too graphic. The uh, fertility of a woman, the cycle that would expel each month, the unused uh, energy that was not needed would actually be absorbed into the heart, the soul, and the mind. And it it would be released as another birthing of wisdom to the world. So uh, women were revered. Women were seen as wisdom keepers, as leaders, as, as a different kind of nurturer. But as time moved on and patriarchy set in somewhere around the 12th or the 13th centuries when religion became highly politicized, that crone energy that those women became a threat. So then you started to see because men needed to figure out a way to stay in dominant leadership, Women with power that men could not understand or contain started to label them as being witches, started to say that they were heretics, started to sentence them to die by very horrific graphic deaths that was purposeful to intimidate and scare other women from using their wisdom and their power to share. They had to prove to the world that the only place, the only way to receive blessings the only direct conduit to uh, spirituality was through the church or through that alignment of politics and the church and anything out of that was uh, heretical so women uh, these and you know the, the whole hag and the the stories that started the the fables if you will and the children's stories that started with all the forest and the old hag that lived out by on the edge of the woods that no children should go to because they're mean and they're ugly and the crooked fingers, which by the way, I have a couple of crooked fingers. And they did that on purpose to mock the body's aging instead of seeing that aging is part of the sacred process of living. But they did all of that to to basically market and brand That women, as they continue to age, was useless. Now, some of that women, some of that uh, experience, that knowledge, that uh, indoctrination has followed us even up to today. And you'll often hear people, I see it sometimes even in my comments um, in social media, people will say, okay, grandma, okay, boomer, okay, uh, gray haired, whatever they want to say, because they see me as having less value because of my age and they just want to dismiss me. Now I've come back very hard on people like that to educate them that they are reflecting an indoctrinated belief that is not only not relevant, it's incorrect because I honestly believe that a lot of our problems throughout the world, there would be less conflict. There would be less tension. There would certainly be less war. If there were women councils, female energy, divine feminine energy, invited into those spaces where big decisions are being made about the rest of humanity. I've read about a council of women who would actually, in indigenous cultures, were there to choose the leader because oftentimes it would have to be a male warrior to be able to keep the community safe, but they answer to a tribe of elder women. Can you imagine the difference if our leaders had to answer to women who looked across the landscape of the good of the whole instead of just the how that we protect a patriarchal system that only at the top protects the white, hetero, cisgender, able-bodied Christian male, which is what our system in the United States does? They, there's no ladder being built high enough on that, on that pyramid or on, I, I always look at a bowie but floating along in the ocean, no ladder is going to get to that top. I don't care how many Marjorie Taylor Greens are out there screaming about Christian nationalism or anything. I don't, it's, it's showing her ignorance because she will never be a leader in that. They are doing this to protect the white Christian male, because that is who they think needs to be in positions of power, and that is what Dominion theology is all about. Now I've done a series of videos over on, on TikTok if you want to, um, if you want to see those and you can do more about it because obviously this isn't the place to get too sidelined into that. But the whole thing, this is how this is how the history of that has started. because back there, when religion decided that it needed to protect the patriarchy, over the well-being of people, uh, spiritual well-being of their, of the people entrusted in their care, this is when these kinds of teachings, these indoctrinations started. It's why you have people like um, John MacArthur, one of the well-known Southern Baptists with Beth Moore. If you don't know her, you can look her up. I'll put a tag in the resource notes about when she's an she's a, she used to be a Southern Baptist. She left the Southern Baptist uh, Uh, denomination because they reject her as a spiritual leader and he mocked her he mocked her in front of thousands of people and people laughed people laughed about that so as a woman who has who had is migrating through her own journey and came to a place where she's offering wisdom the men in her community in her denomination mocked her for that because they're intimidated it's the equivalent of labeling her a hag it's the equivalent of labeling her a witch because we cannot be threatened by a woman so we're going to make sure that everybody who's in our control agrees with us and mocks her so what did beth do she left they got their way she's still very influential in spirituality that's related to uh, christianity but it's sad that she couldn't do that work inside the denomination of her religious heritage any more than I could do it. You know, I I had to I deconstructed more fully than what she has, but I honor her ability to to teach. And I also respect her beliefs that she's teaching as well. If it helps people be a better version of themselves, that's I'm not challenging someone's belief. I'm ta- I'm challenging their indoctrinated beliefs that require that they oppress someone because of those beliefs. That's not religious freedom. That's religious oppression. So this fear of the woman's power um, obviously came over to America. That's where you saw the Salem trials. That's where you saw all this stuff happen. And that's where we, of course, we see the children's story. But this is the time for change this is why women like can't I don't know if you can see on this camera but I'm pretty gray and um I embrace it I in it and if that's not you if you're in your 60s and you and you dye your hair good on you you do you again telling my story so the fact that I embrace that for me it's something I do because it's part of uh who I am and I want people to see that I'm I'm standing here as someone who has deconstructed a white female who completely deconstructed from those indoctrinated beliefs but who also decolonized those that that those indoctrinated beliefs and who's learning to be anti-racist which will be part of a perpetual journey that I'll be on for the rest of my life because whenever you're if you're on a commitment on a committed spiritual journey to decolonize and deconstruct your faith. And you always have to be ready for something that's going to pop up. That is part of those indoctrinated beliefs. You think you've worked it through, then all of a sudden something pops up. And uh, someone recently said to me, I I think I used a phrase in a video. I said, um, when I deconstructed and she said, you use that in the past tense, please tell me that there's an end to this. And I haven't answered that question. I'm going to today, but I would say, I would say yes with an asterisk because it doesn't matter who we are. We never stop learning. We never stop growing. We never stop looking at ourselves and figuring out the places that no longer serve our highest good or find those tender spots that need to be worked out and and let go. The heaviness of the things that we carry from past trauma, from past relationships how are they serving our highest good for us to hold those and carry them? And as we, as we mature, that suitcase gets too heavy. People often wonder why they have these spiritual or midlife crisis somewhere in their late 30s, 40s, early 50s. That is because why? The things that we've done to push out the pain and the facade that we wear to pretend like we're okay, it just becomes too much. We don't want to do it anymore. We don't want to fake life anymore. And so we start to do the work. So that work, that commitment to do that work is continual. As long as we continue to do that. So I would say that, yes, I have deconstructed, but I am on a continual healing journey. That leaves my heart, my mind, and my soul open so that when something arises arise and, and I feel triggered, or I feel wobbly, or I feel something unsettled, then I know I'm being being invited into a new level of awareness so that I can work on that next thing that has arrived for me. That's soul work. And that's what we'll talk a lot about as we go through with some upcoming workshops, some teachings that are being done right now. Stay tuned for those. By the time, maybe even by the time this uh, podcast is released, we'll be talking a lot about those. So stay tuned. And I'll just close this part about uh, talking about a a dear friend who came to me recently, wanted to have coffee. And she is in her 40s. And she said to me, I don't know what's going on, but I just want to do something different in my life. I, and, and, and it's almost as if you have to qualify that because I remember those feelings as well. Um, she didn't want me to think that she wasn't grateful for her husband. She wasn't grateful for all the good things that's happening in her life. She has a wonderful job and she w- went through all of those things, but she said something's changing. And so we got, had the opportunity to talk about uh, the switch from motherhood to crone And what that means. And she's answering the call of the crone. And I think if more women understood what that call is and the importance of it, it it doesn't change who we are as much as it does change about how we move through the world, if that makes sense. So we can still be the person that our inner self recognizes. But when we also recognize and, in, and uh, accept and embrace that something from in here is changing, not, no stimulus out here. We're not impacted by a commercial. We're not impacted by social media, social pressure, family pressure. It's something in here that's shifting that can be such a sacred and healing place. And, but it can be scary here. So it's like, what's going on with me? I, why am I just not, I have everything I want going the way, but what is this? And it can be as simple as changing a hobby. It can be as simple as adding some elements to your spiritual journey, or it could be something as I did in my fifties. And I went back to college. I went to seminary and here I am thinking that my work in nonprofit a long time ago was, was going to be my legacy. It turns out that that nonprofit work was just what prepared me for what was lying ahead for me. Again, that's my story. What's yours? How is the how is the crone? Where are you in that uh, maiden motherhood crone era? Who are you who do you know that's going through that? Are you holding the space with someone who's journeying that? Is there a little bit p- more patience that you can have for somebody as you recognize like this could be some shifting and maybe I can help this person go through some of this and help her find her place. So shifting back to uh, the, the autumn equinox, this is a wonderful time to reflect on the past year, even though we still have several months left before we get to the winter solstice. And then the end of the year, this is where you can start your uh, spiritual reset because we are now turning towards the darkness. We have been since the summer solstice. You know, the summer solstice is the first day of summer. It's the longest day, the longest in the Northern hemisphere. We have the longest daylight of the year. Here we have equal light and day, and now we're moving towards darkness. And in this time, we will have moments where it's time for us to recognize that life is about holding the equal of the light and the dark. We would love for our lives to be completely filled with nothing but joy. This is where I think toxic positivity and toxic joy can really not prepare you for really what life is about. Because how do we hold the space for sorrow? How do we hold the space for the darkness that's even the the shadow that's in our own lives? The things that we need to work on the things we need to release, that's what the changing of the seasons teach us. So this is a wonderful time. You you have this time up going to the winter solstice where you can do like a little bit of a spiritual reset. Think about maybe a couple of projects that you'd like to finish by the end of the year. Where are you on your journey of life? Where did you see yourself this time in 2022? So you'll start to notice that the mornings are getting darker, that especially here, we're starting to see some uh, mornings in the 50s, you can start to, there's a subtle smell of the earth changing. So this is a wonderful time to just sit and pause. So the seasons invite us to look at how it's ushering us through life just as our lives are also being ushered through different stages and different seasons. Do you see how they kind of just go together? And so for me, the autumn equinox always takes me back to that shift in my life. When I recognize that the motherhood was leaving and the crone was arriving. It doesn't mean that I'm still not a mother. I have my children, I I now have grandchildren. I still use my nurturing skills. You don't have to reject those parts of your life, but you allow something else to arrive. And it's fantastic and it's beautiful. It's challenging. It's challenging because some of the hardest soul work I've ever done has been inside my season of the crone. And so the equinox, as we know, we can't avoid heading towards the darkness. We cannot avoid it. The earth will soon sleep in the northern hemisphere. Things will die back. And then life rejuvenates and moves on. I hope you have enjoyed my little musing about this wonderful um, time of the year. Um, it's always been one of my favorites because I my birthday is also uh, next month. This I'm, this is in September, of course, and my birthday is next month. So that's always been a favorite time. And I think you also, that this, that I just had a thought, and I'm going to try to verbalize this. This wasn't part of my my notes for today. Um, this, the, the whole patriarchy, and someone's going to say right now, oh, she just talks about this all the time, but it's so important. And this just came to me. Um, Patriarchy w- needs to convince us that these are definitions of, of our living ex- lived experience, but they also put a narrative over us and mandate that we live through that. So women act this way, men act this way, and they set the heteronormative standard for everyone. And when you live outside of that, you're doing it wrong. And that it has been a lot of the problems with civil rights movements and oppression and things throughout history. Again, it's to protect the white Christian male, But even around the the equinox, I'm thinking back to my my educational experience where the first day of spring, the first day of summer, the first day of fall, the first day of winter, all those kinds of languages are meant to numb us from the wisdom that's here. Because if if we figure out how intricately connected we are to the shifts of nature, how intricately we are uh bound and blessed with the energy of the earth then they can't control that they have to those those things have to be numbed out with first day of spring first day of all those things instead of pausing to say what did our ancestors uh how did they celebrate the autumn equinox maybe go research that leading up to Samhain and um the the wisdom that came in from there. There's so much here if you invite it into your lives, but to do that, you have to start peeling back the layers that were patriarchy said, no, that stuff doesn't matter. That's just nature. What matters is how you, how you funnel your spirituality through organized religion, because that we can control out here. We can't, but, It teaches us something, and that wisdom is here for you today. I hope you receive something from this today. I know that I did because the teacher teaches what she needs to hear. And now, beloveds, go in peace and be at peace. Go in love and may you be loved. Go and know that others are on this journey, and you are not alone. You are seen and deeply and unconditionally loved, just as you are. Blessings on your week, and the next time I record these, a podcast will be in October. So I'll see you then. Take care. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe to Spirituality Matters wherever you listen to podcasts. You can watch the uncut version of today's episode on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe to Rev Carla's channel for more videos. Submit questions for upcoming Q&A videos or topics of discussion to Spirituality Matters at RevCarla.com. As always, follow at Rev. on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Pinterest for more spirituality teachings. Bye for now.